All right, a good Erev Shabbos to everybody. It's good to be together again, to be able to transition and greet Shabbos together. And what better way to do it with music that stirs the soul, awakens the neshama. Erev Shabbos, you have a Shabbos mix and Shabbos songs, and it helps us get into the Shabbos mood. I want to thank our generous sponsors for the Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos Shir series. For these uh, few months, our dear friends Mendy and Sipora Fishman, it's Chus Rivka Rivka Bas, Sipora Fredel. Very, very uh, grateful to them for their generosity. So I want to get back into the text that we were studying last week. We were talking about the Neshama Yisera, this extra expanded Neshama that we have, and the misconception or misnomer, or maybe it isn't, that in fact that extra Neshama allows us to eat more, that you can't gain weight, that you can eat whatever you want in Shabbos, and there's no problem, you won't pay for it later. Empirically, we know... I can give you a direct testimony that that is, in fact, not true. So what does it mean? We'll get back to that in a moment. But first, I want to share with you, because it's such a geschmack to our Torah. I was talking to my son-in-law from Yushalayim Ir HaKodesh today. He's learning the second parak of Kedushin. He's learning in the mirror. And he told me the following fascinating word. The Gemara there talks about mitzvah bo'yosami b'shlucho. There's a greater mitzvah to do something ourselves than to do it through agency. Don't ask someone else. Don't outsource. Don't delegate. Do it yourself. When you do something yourself, you show that you care about it, that you love it, that you're devoted to it. And the Gemara there gives several examples of our great rabbis who they themselves, no matter how long their beard, no matter how much Torah they knew, no matter how large their yeshiva, when it came time for Erev Shabbos, ooh, they themselves would sweep, they themselves would clean, they themselves would set the table. So he told me the following fascinating insight. Shulchan Aruch uses the same language as the Rambam, and it says the following, Yashkim baboker b'yamashishi, person should wake up early on Friday, l'hachin sarche Shabbos to get ready. Afili yesh lo kama avadum l'sham show. Even if you have many, many people who could do it for you, you have all staff. Person should nevertheless make an effort. Yishtadel, try, make an effort. Be invested to prepare something yourself. Do something. Set the tables, sweep, do something. Prepare the leichter, do something. And it gives an example. The Shachanah, the Rambam, quote the Gemara. Rav Chista, Yemachate, Chayerak, Dak, Dak. Rav Chista would cut the veggies. He cut the vegetables. Rabbi Rav Yosef, Hayyum, Mavakim, Ma'etzim, they would cut the wood. Rav Zerah, Hamadle, Kaish, would light the fire. Rav Nachman, Misakin, Bayes, Umachnis, Kalim, Matrich, Lashabbos, Lashabbos, Mafana, Kliachol. He would switch out the weekday and switch over to the Shabbos. Umehem, Yom, Karadam, we should learn from everybody. For Yomar, Lo Efkum, Kvodin, a person shouldn't say it's beneath my honor. You ready? Here are the magic words. Ki zehu kvodo shemachabet hashabbos. Zehu kvodo shemachabet shabbos. Translate those words. Zehu kvodo, that is your honor, its honor, the honor that you honor the shabbos. So zehu kvodo, what is the word kvodo? Kvodo is a pronoun. It, the, they, kvodo. Whose honor? Whose honor? So my son-in-law Mikey told me that he uh, was learning. There are two ways you could learn this, kvodo. Is it by preparing for Shabbos? Is it by doing something yourself, not delegating and not assigning and not asking an agent, but doing it yourself? What is honored as a result? Is it that Shabbos is honored as a result or that you are honored? Shazau kvodo. This is his honor. Whose honor? It's an honor for Shabbos or it's your honor? Lest you think it dishonors you. Do you know who I am? I run a $15 billion hedge fund. What do you think? I'm going to mop the floor. Do you know who I am? Do you know how many followers I have on social media? Do you know how big my shoe, my school, my yeshiva? Do you know who I am? Yeah, nobody cares who you are. 
Zehu Kvodo. When it comes to getting ready for Shabbos, it's a bigger kavod for you not to ask or pay someone else. The bigger kavod is to do it yourself. What a vort, no? What a geschmack insight. Shezehu Kvodo. Who's kavod? The kavod of Shabbos? Or is it your kavod? When it comes to your kavod, it's not by having such a big staff. It's not by assigning or asking others. The biggest kavod for you is to do it yourself. Get your hands dirty. Get involved in getting ready for Shabbos. Just set a table. Set up the leichter. Cook. Clean. Do something. Do something to make it Shabbos zehu kvodo. It both honors Shabbos and zehu kvodo. That's what honors you. But let's get back to where we left off last week. So where we left off last week was, we saw the Gemara has the concept of the Neshama Yisera. We get an extra Neshama. We get an extra Neshama. We have to comfort ourselves with the loss. Motzei Shabbos. We imbibe the Besamim, that fine aroma, the fragrance, in order to comfort ourselves that the Neshama Yisera leaves. And we saw that Rashi and Beitzah and Rabbi Hananel, several Rishonim, draw a correlation and association between eating and the Neshama Yisera. And that's where this misconception of this number came from, that you can eat whatever you want on Shabbos. You can't gain weight on Shabbos. Fresh, stuff your face, enjoy, jump in, whichever it is you want. But, um, so this wonderful Sefer we have, called Sefer HaShabbos, Al Shabbos Kodesh, um, suggests, and he quotes beautiful insights we ended last week with the Alexander Rebbe, that what it means that you're connected to food on Shabbos is not that you won't gain weight, and not that you can eat unhealthy or unhealthy quantities or qualities. What the Alexander Rebbe says is, the whole week long, there is tension. There's a battle between the guf and the neshama, between the body and the soul. Shabbos, there's harmony between the two. So all week long, I'm fighting. The neshama says, food? Pech. Who needs food? I'm a neshama. I just want to attach myself to Hashem. That's the lowly body that craves. It's the lowly body that has an appetite. Give the bare minimum and get back to being a neshama. But Shabbos comes along and says, no. The neshama says, there's no tension. There's no conflict. I also want a nice bottle of wine. I also want the fish and the soup and the kiggle. I also want the dessert. The Neshama says there is no conflict, there's no battle, there's harmony between us because Shabbos, see Tuesday night it's just dinner. Tuesday night's dinner. But Friday night, it's a Sudas Shabbos. Friday night, it's a mitzvah. So Alexander Rebbe says that the reason that the Neshama Yaseira is able to connect to food is not because the Neshama Yaseira enables you or entitles you to eat more or different, but it enables you to enjoy the eating without guilt. It enjoy, enables you to enjoy the eating not as an animal act, but rather it's the godly spirit inside you that is eating as well. That is eating as well. Okay, let's continue. <clears throat> so much here more to say. Yeah. That which Rashi says that the that the body is able to absorb and imbibe uh, all of that food because the Nashami Sayyid Yunib Shla, the Shla Mesaka Sukka writes. The neshama is not physical. The neshama, by definition, is entirely and purely spiritual. So you can't talk about the neshama and food. It's an oxymoron in the same sense. It's a stira mine ube. It makes no sense to talk about the two together. So what does it mean then a connection and association between the neshama yisera and food? He says the following. Therefore, So 
So the Shloss says the exact opposite of Rashi. The Neshama Yisera, your Neshama is so on fire that all week long, you're struggling, all week long the potato chips and the corn chips, and all week long the third helping and the fourth helping, and all week long the fat and the carbs, and the, all week long you just want to eat because you're goof. You're pursuing material, physical pleasure, accomplishment. You're amassing things. So the goof is on fire. But Shabbos, you take that deep breath. Shabbos, you disconnect from the world and the worldly things. And Shabbos, the Neshama says, Feh, I don't need that stuff. So the Shlo sees it as the opposite. Rashi says, no, you can eat more on Shabbos. It means there's a harmony. There's no more tension. Enjoy the eating, which is feeding not only your body, but your soul. And the Shlo Kadosh says and sees it as operating in the exact opposite. Because of Agra, the Gra takes a different position, different from the Shla, and the Gra says the following. Do you ever notice that we associate a spiritual accomplishment with food? You think if there's one event where you shouldn't serve food, it's a siyam. Somebody completes a masechta. I went to a siyam this week, made in uh, memory of someone's uh, side of a father, and we couldn't eat together because of Corona. So they had prepackaged. You heard the siyam. You said Mazel Tov, and Shama Shalav, and Aliyah, and you took your prepackaged sandwich. Everyone should have a this mitzvah. Ad kach. So you say, what do you mean? You make a siyam during Corona. It's the cheapest siyam you could ever make. Quickly, finish a masechta. Hurry, finish something. Make a siyam. You get off easy. Everyone's in their mask. Six feet from another. I'm sorry. I would really. I'd put out a carving station. I'd put out endless sushi platters. If it were up to me, I would have a full shmorga buffet. But what can I do? What can I do? It's Corona. Quickly make a siyum, and you'll get away with it. But no, even in a siyum in Corona, they prepackage and send you home with food because you can't have a siyum without food. Why can't you have a siyum without food? Adraba. If there's ever an event that should have no food, it's a spiritual accomplishment. You made a siyam on a masechta, you made a siyam on a, on a seder, you made a siyam on shas. No food. The neshama's on fire. The neshama's being nourished by Torah. What does it need food for? And yet, it's not a siyam without food. Same thing with Shavuos. The Gemara records as a machlokas. Whether on Yontav we say, spend, is it for Hashem or is it for us? Should you be in shul, davening and learning all day? You should be at home, eating and enjoying and l'chaims. Which is it? So the Gemara records it's a machlokas. But the Gemara says that even those who disagree, they agree there's one holiday that you have to have at least chetzilachem. At least half the day has to be for you. And what is that holiday? The half that's for you, according to some, lo aleinu, includes cheesecake. I'll give you a hint. Shavuos. The holiday of Shavuos has to be at least half for you. So again, I'll ask you the same question. Is a holiday that has to be half for you? I would have said, what's that holiday? It's Pesach. Freedom. Freedom to eat. I don't know, it's Pesach, freedom to eat. Rosh Hashanah, you got to eat the simonim, the apple, the honey, you got to eat the sheep head, you got to eat the carrots, you got to eat all the fenugreek, you got to eat all the things, we don't even know what they are. And yet, Shavuos, Shavuos is the holiday that we say, everybody agrees it has to be at least partially for you. Shavuos, Yom Shanitna Batorah, the day that we receive the Torah, that's Dafka, the holiday that you have to have half for you. Makes no sense. So the Vilna Gon explains, the Vilna Gon explains, because it means that the Neshama can't really experience being on fire unless the goof is satisfied. You gotta throw the goof off. You gotta distract the body a little bit. Hey body, go eat a little something. And the neshama meanwhile is gonna be enjoying a lichta gegan Eden. The neshama meanwhile is gonna be enjoying a me'in olam haba here in this world. So the neshama is able to fully be, it, it is, is not existing with that tension. The neshama has a harmony. 
the neshama has a peace, the neshama has a serenity, and the neshama can be a neshama at its fullest when the guf is satisfied. You know, there's a concept. You ever hear of somebody who gets hangry? You know what it is to get hangry? Hangry people are, when they get hungry, they get angry. I'm not going to say any names, but those with us with a little extra meat on our bones, so, okay, an extra hour you didn't eat, you don't get so angry. But the people who need to eat frequently because there's nothing on the bones, so sometimes if they're malnourished, if they uh, skip a meal, if they go an extra hour without eating, they're not hungry, they're hangry. You don't want to be around them, they get angry. Why? Because when the body craves, they can't concentrate. Have you ever been hungry? There's not an enormous amount of productivity on an afternoon of a fast day. There's not a lot that gets done. There's no books that are written the afternoon of a fast day. When your body's hungry, when it's starving, when it's deprived, your mind can't concentrate, your heart can't feel, your neshama can't experience. So therefore, for the neshama to truly be at its fullest, we have a concept that you take care of the guf. Let the body eat. And when the body eats, and it eats healthy, it eats healthy. I see David Mueller's here. Happy birthday, Joyce. The body eats healthy, healthy quantities and healthy foods. It's healthy. But when the body now is satisfied, when the stomach is full, close to full, now the neshama can be. It's not, there's no tension, there's no friction. Now the neshama can exist. So that's why Shavuos, Yom Shunit, and Torah, if you want to celebrate the Torah fully, you want the neshama to be on fire, then feed the guf. Asiyam, you deserve it. You're happy, you want to celebrate, you want to go back to Harsinai at Asiyam? Give a little deli sandwich to the... Okay, maybe that's not so hard. Give a little... It's got to wash. It's a Sudas mitzvah. Give a little something to the guf. And the same is true, says the girl with Shabbos. When it comes to Shabbos, if you want the neshama to be, in fact, Yisera, you want the neshama to be... You want to have the patience to go through your child's Parsha sheets and ask the Parsha questions? You better have had the appetizer, at least. Nobody sits down, makes kiddush, and says, let's do the Parsha quote. Let's go through all the sheets. Let me hear all the Parsha divrei Torah. Let me hear all the stories, which, of course, we love and crave, and our teachers are amazing and the best, and thank you for preparing it. But you need a little something in the stomach. you, you got to fill it with... The goof's got to be taken care of a little bit before the neshama is ready to hear all the, all the Parsha questions. So that's the idea of Shabbos. For the neshama to takabi yisera, for the neshama to be expanded and alive and on fire, for the neshama to be all that it could be, you have to first take care of you have to first take care of the guf, and that is what is, and that's what's going on over here. And that's the idea. I'll end with this. That's the Gemara Shabbos Lam. It says, "Ena shora mitoch el mitoch simcha." The shechina, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, can't dwell out of sadness. If you're sad, if you're depressed, if you're negative, if you're down, if you're pessimistic, Hashem's like, "I'm out of there." Who wants to be around such a person? We don't want to be around such a person, and the Almighty doesn't want to be around such a person. What is the prerequisite for Hashem to want to be there? You got to be happy. And what makes many people happy? A l'chaim, a glass of wine, a little scotch, a delicious bowl of soup, a nice piece of fish, too much challah, way too much challah, cinnamon challah, things that really should be dessert but are served as challah. It makes people happy. So mitoch simcha, if we want shechina to be shora, it has to be mitoch simcha. And how do we get mitoch simcha? By feeding the guf, hopefully in a healthy way. So that wraps up the first interpretation. The first definition of the neshama yisera is connected, that my neshama can be yisera when my guf is taken care of. When my guf has no, there's no tension, there's no friction, there's no fight, there's no battle. It's harmony, it's a suda of Shabbos, there's a mitzvah to eat. Then my neshama can be yisera, it can be on fire. And we'll pick up next week with the idea of menucha. The Rashba, one of the Rishonim, Rashmu ben Aderes, the Rashba says, Menucha. You know what gives you Neshama Yisera? Ashluf. 
a little extra rest. You're not running, 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 doing, doing, doing. We'll talk more about that Amir Tzashem next week. Thank you again to our sponsors. Thank you for being with us. Dinner!